broadcasting from deep within inside the Wrestle House. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 270, and I couldn't be more happy with how things are and how things are going in the world of professional wrestling. There's been so much great stuff that has happened, and we're going to talk a little bit about everything. Uh, definitely, we're, we're going to cover little bits and pieces. I'm not going to get into full details on different things like shows that have, have happened, because there's been a number of amazing pay-per-views, uh, premiere live events, whatever you want to call them, that have happened. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit. Ed, thank you so much for popping in, my friend. Uh, my heart for you, buddy. Thank you so much. Time to turn the buckets and talk about the contents with Carl, he says. Thank you so much, my friend. For anyone that is listening to this in audio format or watching this back, come and join me live Tuesdays, generally 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, join in on the chat. Be part of it. Become my co-host during these broadcasts. It would be absolutely amazing and a pleasure for you all to join me here. Although I do thank you for listening to this afterwards, for watching it afterwards. However you are inhaling my content, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Turnbuckle Talk can be found on Turnbuckle Studios, my YouTube page, generally within 24 hours after the live broadcast, as well as, well, any podcast platform that's out there you can generally find the program as well laura hello my friend how are you so nice to see you thank you for popping in again tim good to see you too my friend oh it's amazing all the love and support that i continue to have over 270 episodes like I said, 270 since 2015, I've been doing this and it's been an absolute pleasure to really be here for all of you. That, that's what I'm here for. Of course, to talk about professional wrestling as well. And that's what all of you have come here for. And thank you so much for that. One of the biggest things that is that has come out as of late is something that I am very, very happy about. And this is a uh, showcase of women in NXT. Noob, how are you? Hello. Good to see you popping in. Thank you so much for popping by. I appreciate that. Feel free as we talk and discuss these uh, these topics today. Feel free to give your opinions on this as well. The thing that I'm going to start with today, NXT, the Women's Breakout Tournament. Oh my God, I am so happy for this. There are some names on this that I'm not aware of because I, I will 100% say I, I do not have the time to religiously watch NXT. You want people that do that? I mean, ha, huh. ha. Huh. You need to watch after this program. There's an actual show on Love Wrestling called NXT. There's a double feature called Power Out and NXT. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
go and check those out as well. Is the rock's daughter in there? Tim is asking. Um, I'm not sure who the rock's daughter is, so I can't say yes or no. Possibly Ed can answer that one. Ed does have a comment here as well. Ed is saying ladies are taking over the show. Five matches on the card for women tonight. At least 12 women on the show. That is amazing. And yes, Laura, you are so right. Laura, the man says it's about time. It definitely is. Uh, holy hell. Holy hell. Uh, no, Simone is not in the tournament, Ed says. So, uh Santino's daughter is, though. Huh, interesting. Give me her name, please, because I'm not I'm not sure uh, who that is. I'm going to go through these names here anyways. This breakout tournament I'm excited for, which is actually uh, going to make me uh, watch NXT. For this, for this right here, this breakout tournament, we've got Nikita Lyons, which... If you've been watching uh, anything with uh, WWE, whether it's their social media platforms or any or anybody talking about NXT, you know the name Nikita Lyons right now. Um, she's taking on Ariana Grace, which is amazing. So there we go. Ariana Grace is uh, Santino Morella's daughter which is absolutely fantastic. Quick little story. I actually had the opportunity to interview Santino Marella a few years back when I was working with Energy Rock Radio. I'm Energy Rock Radio for life. I don't know if you guys can see that on the screen, but tattooed right on me, the Energy Rock Radio logo. I was very, very happy to get that. Uh, let's take a look here. Wow. So many comments. Uh, Santino's daughter is very, very talented, says Tim. Uh, Tim is well saying uh, that is great as long as they're treated like wrestlers. Yes, I 100% hope that as well. Bubba Duke, good to see you in here. It says, good evening. All so awesome to have you in here as well. Hope, uh, hope things are going well for you. Um, should be at work. Huh? <laughs> probably a little break time for you i'm sure and ed saying nikita yes many people are very big and very high on nikita lions right now as well so uh nikita lions is taking on ariana grace and then we've got uh, uh fallen or fallon henley taking on sloan jacobs which those are two names that i do not know um, so I'm very interested to see those two wrestle. Laura coming in here saying, uh, what is it here? Nikita is a beast. Love it. She will kill it. Laura, are you, are you thinking that Nikita is going to take the entire tournament? Is that what you're thinking? That's thinking right now. I don't know. Let me know. After that, we have got. Kiana James taking on Roxanne Perez. Now, Roxanne Perez is, is a name that I know. It's a name change from someone that I have watched previously in Ring of Honor. That is Rock C. 
from Ring of Honor. Very happy and very cool to see her in this tournament as well. Then we've got Lash Legend taking on Tatum Paxley. Again, two names that I don't know that I'm not familiar with, but I'm very interested to watch this to see. Uh, Noob saying a lot of people are very impressed by Nikita Lyons. Yes, a lot of people are. And from what I have seen, the little bit that I have seen from her, I am impressed as well. So it'll be very interesting to see how far she goes in this tournament. Tim saying Nikita's backstory, in my opinion, has too much going on. However, her matches are fun and she is very talented. Can't wait to see her more. Well, you're going to get the opportunity here because I think I think Nikita is probably going to the finals of the tournament. I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, if not, she's she's going very far. She's going very far in this. And kind of with this tournament bracket as well, so we've got Nikita and Ariana Grace. And then the winner of that is going to go on to face the winner of uh, Roxanne and uh, Kiana. So we've got two names that a lot of people know in Nikita Lyons and Roxanne Perez that, that are not going to be the final two in this tournament, which I found a little interesting because that's how I would have called it. That's how I would have played it to have those two in the final of the tournament. Laura saying, yes, look at her uh, talented and flexible. Yes, she is. Yeah. Ed Roxy. I'm a fan of Roxy. I have been uh, since she was in ring of honor. Very, very happy with that. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, four names that I am not familiar with on the bottom side of this tournament. Um, and I only say bottom side because that's how it's it's shown in the bracket listing here. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I I don't know how to call this. I really don't. Are they, are they going to have Nikita Lyons take the whole tournament? Are they going to have Roxanne take the whole tournament? Or are they going to give it to somebody who... Uh, maybe is not a well-known name and really allow them to be a breakout as they've called this tournament. It's interesting that... Uh, sorry, needed a little drink there. It's interesting that they have decided to do this because this isn't something that we really see very much of. And I know that even in our, our um, back room chats that we have uh, we with Love Wrestling, um, a few of us were even talking about the women in the, uh, the WWE and how they're being used. And not saying that they're being used in a bad way, but saying that there seems to be a lot of focus and a lot happening around women inside the company. But, yes, there's a but. But they really aren't getting enough airtime, if that makes any sense. So there's a lot of showcase and a lot of focus on women. A lot of different stories happening with different women inside the company. But really not a lot are, uh, of airtime. Not enough airtime 
for the women. So hopefully this might turn some of those people like myself who, yes, watch the WWE. I do. I watch Raw. Uh, I, I catch SmackDown when I can. I do everything that I possibly can to watch as much content as I can. My shoot job has me working, so it's not always possible, but I try my best. So it's very interesting. I love this. I am. I'm so happy that this is happening. It's amazing. And and today, I mean, it, it was it was released today. The NXT Twitter page, the women's bracket is set. Happened uh, from what I'm seeing here, 5 p.m. on May 10th, which that's today. So. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Th I didn't know that. Okay. So that was just freaking released like an hour and 20 minutes ago. That's amazing. That is amazing. Women's wrestling is amazing on its own and it doesn't get enough credit. Women's wrestling. So that's what we need to focus on. Make sure that it is wrestling. Okay. Talking of women, I am very pleased because we had a return. We've had a couple of returns. One of them I'm going to talk about when I talk about a, a, a something different, but I want to talk about a WWE return, and that is the return of Alexa Bliss. I... I like went crazy. Ed, thank you for that. Thank you for, for letting me know that Ed says uh, the tournament was announced two weeks ago. Um, so I guess maybe just the bracket was actually just released the tournament, but then just the bracket released today. The, if I, if I'm understanding that correctly, um, JPJ, <laughs> me too. JPJ saying, so glad to see her back. Loved it. I, you know what I did too. I immediately, I went into our, our backroom chat and I was like, raw just won me over for tonight. Alexa bliss is back. So happy to see that now. Again, this comes back to how I said they're not being showcased enough. They're not be being given enough airtime. No, they're being showcased, but not be being given enough airtime. So let me set this up for you. As everybody knows, Sonia Deville has been part of uh, quote unquote management with the company and has been kind of throwing her weight around uh, management wise. Well, she was having a match because she was uh, contracted as both management and contracted as both uh, wrestler as well. So, and performer, sorry, we can't use the word wrestler with the WWE. Apparently I'm going to use it anyway. Screw you. So she's contracted as a management and a wrestler. So, okay. We've got Adam Pierce in the back. Adam Pierce is trying to talk to her and say, Hey, I got, I, I got to tell you something before your matchup. I got to tell you something. And she's just beacon off going, ah, I, I don't care what it is. Tell me what it is. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know who my opponent is. I don't want to hear nothing, whatever. And she, she walks out, she goes through a gorilla position. She goes down the ramp up to the ring. And then Adam Pierce shows up on the top of the stage and goes, 
So what I've been trying to tell you is that your contract as management has been terminated. So you are now just a performer. So now she has no way to throw her weight around as management, as boss inside that ring with her opponents anymore. Now here is your opponent and out comes Alexa Bliss. I shit my pants. I was so freaking happy. I'm not happy that she married. Why didn't she marry me? She could have married me. I digress. She comes out and this is where my issue comes in. Okay. This is where, where my problem comes in. Yes. Alexa bliss came back. Yes. You want to make Alexa bliss look strong. Yes. You want to show that dominance that Alexa bliss has been able to show and carry throughout the majority of her career. But I don't think it was a smart move to have her go out there, have two moves, and beat Sonya Deville in a squash match. That was not cool. Not right in my books. Others, others may say that it was absolutely fantastic. Noob, yeah, you're right. Sonia Deville got squashed. But I don't understand why. Sonia Deville, okay. So we know that she's been, you know, creating stipulations and, and overturning things and doing whatever as management uh, in her wrestling matches. But why not for someone who's returning, someone with the with the caliber with the status of alexa bliss why did we not give them at least five minutes of television time inside the ring why was it not a five minute matchup as opposed to a 35 second matchup like it was Right, absolutely blows my mind that that would even happen. I don't get it. I don't get why they did that. There was no reason for them to have done that. And I wish that they wouldn't have. I really wish they wouldn't have. With that being said, I am happy that Alexa Bliss is back. Okay. I am definitely happy for that. JPJ is happy for it as well. JPJ is a smart man. That much I will say. We have gone 23 minutes into this broadcast right now. We're going to take just a quick little break because, well, I want you guys to hear about my friends over at Manscaped. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free 
worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com. That's right, everybody. Manscaped.com. I am not only somebody who promotes the product, but I also use the product as well. The Lawnmower 4.0 is amazing. I love it. The crop preserver, the ball toner, all of it is absolutely fantastic. Ed saying, I could see the story being that Sonia is taking nothing seriously since she's been in management and can do what they want. I, you know what? Uh, I, I can definitely see that as well, Ed. I do. Um, I think that they just could have given it a little bit more airtime inside of the matchup. That's all. That's all. So we're going to, we're going to transition a little bit here away from the women. And we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about tag teams. For that, I have somebody very special. Before I get to that, though, I got to get to this first. Hey, Astrid. So good to see you. Thank you for popping in, my dear. Awesome to have you here. Thank you so much. Again, NXT. The show, NXT, T-E-A, can be seen tonight during the double feature of Power Out and then NXT afterwards. And yes, Astrid is part of that. Ed is part of that. Uh, will Cody be there with you guys tonight? I don't know. Tune in to see. Tune in to see. That's going to start at 10 p.m. Power Out and then NXT. T-E-A. Talking a little bit about tag teams here right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring on a good friend of mine, not just a friend, a brother, somebody that I have been inside of the ring with somebody that I have actually worked tag team matches with ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome. I believe this is going to be for the very first time. The one man dynamic OMD, my brother, OMD again, a, a man that I have actually worked in the ring with as a tag team. We have worked with each other. We have worked against each other. And we're going to talk a little bit about some tag team things uh, tonight. And I'm sure he's going to stick around for the remainder of the show as well. Dan, so good to have you here. How are you? I am doing great, bro. Thank you. For having me back it's been quite some time since i've been on the show um i've been haven't been on since you started doing it solo uh, i believe the last time we had a guest interview a number of years ago when it was you and mighty joe yes yes that is correct um was that santino i believe so I believe it was. I believe you were on on for Santino. Yeah. Yeah, because I I was there for Santino. I was there for Gunner, Jackson Riker, Chad Lale, however you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis. Yes. Now, were you actually you weren't part of the actual, like you weren't you weren't asking the questions and stuff though. Like yes. you were. Yeah, you were? I was there. 
in studio in your old garage. Okay, okay. Oh, geez. I have done so much over this broadcasting career <laughs> that even I am forgetting. I'm glad that other people remember because, wow. <laughs> wow. And even just some of those names, right? Like that's that's even just fantastic. Some of these names that we that, that I guess we have even had the opportunity to interview have been amazing. So, oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit tag team because I know that you and I uh, had tagged for a little bit at one point. Um, yeah. I believe it was only for a couple of matches that we actually tagged for, but. We're going to talk about RK bro right now. Well, I mean, considering I am the Randy Orton of love wrestling, I think it's only fitting that we talk about RK bro and the Usos of the bloodline. So we're looking at the raw tag team champions and we are looking at the SmackDown tag team champions. The WWE on their very own Twitter account has said that RK bro is going to be making their way to SmackDown to demand a tag team championship unification matchup. Dan, I want to get your take on this do you feel that it is a good thing going forward for them i mean because we've already seen them unify the uh world heavyweight championship and sorry the wwe championship and the universal championship do you think that this is a good idea for them to unify the tag team championships as well i absolutely do actually um, I think it was brilliant to unify the world, the heavyweight championship and the universal title. Mm. One champion worked both shows. The tag right. team titles, again, you can have a raw opponent, one pay-per-view or premium live event, I'm sorry, <laughs> SmackDown opponent, the next one. I know okay. that they don't have, you know, the brand extension pay-per-view, so you don't have a Raw exclusive pay-per-view. You don't have a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. That's right. Which is a good thing. Yes. But I think it's too still too many titles, and some of these belts are not getting recognized. They're not getting the value. Tag team wrestling is an art. And I mean, you and I grew up in an era where tag team wrestling at the forefront produced some of the greatest matches and greatest wrestlers of all time. Right. And to see where tag team wrestling has gone and it's been downgraded. So I think you need to have that. You need to elevate the tag team titles. Now, don't get me wrong, because both of those teams are amazing teams. Fantastic exactly. champions. So it's hard to say which way they would go, whether they would actually, who they would have win, or whether they want to delay it. I know we just saw the that happen at the pay-per-view where it was supposed to be a tag team unification match, and it became the six-man. Right. So it's something that, that the WWE has been teasing for a while. Um, now, you talk about 
uh, the prestige is really not there when it comes to the tag team championships any longer. And you talk about both RK Bro as well as the Usos being great tag teams. And yes, they definitely are. So do you think that, that maybe things will become a little more devalued if they actually unify these championships? Because on one hand, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I personally believe that, yes, they should unify these these championships so that they can bring them to more of a forefront. But do you do you think, do you believe that maybe it's better to actually have raw champions and maybe showcase the tag teams a little bit more with the raw tag teams and SmackDown champions and, and elevate those ones with more tag team matches. Or do you like, like you you see what I'm saying? Like, like, is is it going to, is it going to become a wash because you've got now only one set of champions trying to go around and do all of this. I mean, two is better than one, right? I'm going to say, no, I'm actually going to go with one champion I don't want to sit there and say, you know, we're going to get into X amount of three-way and four-way matches because we know what a cluster those types <laughs> of matches become. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. And then it's, you know, and you look at how these tag teams are formed now. Like, it's, let's take this guy because he's not doing anything and pair him with this guy who's not doing anything, and we're going to give them a random tag title show. I think if you look at actually unifying the titles, and let's just go with the bloodline actually unifying everything and holding everything for this example. Sure. You've got the bloodline going back and forth as the dominant champions, the dominant faction. But then you can elevate the street profits. You can go and elevate Alpha Academy. You can give RK Bro their rematch. You go to SmackDown, and it's always been the Usos and the New Day. And really, what else does SmackDown have? True. No, I, I definitely get your point there. I definitely, definitely feel that. Um, there, there. I mean, there are tag teams that they could have kept, right? Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. One of those tag teams, you know, I'm going to say, is the Authors of Pain. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Razor from the Authors of Pain. Okay. Okay. Oh, Ed here. Ed here saying, uh, the Viking Raiders are a SmackDown tag team working on NXT. So, yeah, yep. there's another SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. But again, to Dan's point... Um, they're being used on NXT. They're not being used on SmackDown, which really only leaves the New Day and the Usos on SmackDown at the forefront of things, right? Where the Viking Raiders could be there to maybe be in some sort of a, uh, a good working capacity as well. So, uh, uh, Ed, who? Ed is saying uh, Los Lotharios, who? Uh, Umberto and uh, Garza. 
again, who? <laughs> yeah. True right enough. again, coming to the coming to, back to the point that reminds um, me of uh, Primo and Epico there. <laughs> right, it does, it does. But I mean, saying that, and uh, you know, Los Lotharios, uh, most people really aren't going to know who they are because they're not being used, they're not being showcased. Like I mean, what the shit? You Come want another now. another tag team there that I can just think of now off the top of my head would be the Dirty Dogs. What have they done since they went sent Dolph to NXT to win the title? Right. But again, that was another one of those. Uh, this we need to do something with this person and this person. Let's put them together as a tag team and throw them out there. Which honestly has sort of ruined both of their careers because I mean, you and I have been longtime fans of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Right. And Bobby Roode's a former world champion in Impact Wrestling, but he has not been given the reins to run. He had, um, he had his NXT championship runs. He's had, I believe, a U.S. or an Intercontinental title run, but they've sort of restricted him and stuck him with just about everybody else under the sun as a partner. No, that's. I mean, that's true. That's very true. Um. I guess it's it's hard though. Like I mean you've you've got all these these people that are on your show. And and I get and I understand that not everybody is going to be able to be in the forefront. Not everyone is going to be um at the top of mind for a number of people. Especially people I don't I'm I'm not trying to make myself sound any 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 better than anybody else, but I've I've had multiple concussions over my lifetime, over my wrestling career, uh, that I don't remember things as well as I should. Right. So if they're not in the foreground, they kind of get put into the background of my mind, right? Yeah. And I try to I try to take in so much content from WWE, AEW. Uh, I try to do some New Japan stuff, MLW, uh, Impact. Um, you know, before the closure of, you know, ring of honor, I was doing ring of honor as well. Plus I try to keep up with, with some of my friends like miss Kim with ignite wrestling and Danny with, um, uh, Canadian wrestling's elite, you know, OVW as well with my friend, Al snow and rod over there. Yeah. Like, so much stuff so much content that some if 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 they're not the main person sometimes for me it gets pushed to the background of my mind so i apologize for that if they're not in the foreground i'm not yeah. i'm not going to remember things yeah no i mean i remember a number of years ago you and i had the privilege to go to a legends show over in sioux michigan mm. yes and we went to an exclusive meet and greet and interview the night before the show. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. and we, got, we got to sit down and actually talk with some legendary tag teams being, you know, the powers of pain and demolition. Billy right. Gunn was there and I remember actually insulting him, <laughs> not intentionally, <laughs> of course, but. Right. No, I, I remember that too. That is something, and, and I mean, that's that's where I got to meet my friend uh, Jesse, Jesse Bell Smothers as well, yes. right? So, yeah, Ryan Howe was there at that show too, which was really nice. Yep. 
So Ryan Howe kind of sounds like Razor. That's my best transition into this next topic. I, I got nothing. Okay. Razor from the authors of Pain has actually filed a trademark for okay. World Entertainment Series and WES Wrestling Entertainment Series. Wow. Um, they're two, two trademarks, two separate trademarks. And they are for entertainment in the nature of wrestling contests. Entertainment, namely a continuing wrestling contests show broadcast over television, satellite, audio, and video media. Organization of sports competitions, uh, entertainment events in the nature of wrestling, sporting events, uh, providing on online non-downloadable videos in the field of wrestling, entertainment services in the nature of wrestling, uh, of a wrestling club, providing wrestling news and information via a global computer network, providing television programs not downloadable via video on-demand transmission services. Wow. So, Razor from the Authors of Pain, has yeah. trademarked a logo for his new promotion. Wow. And I mean, I know, like, because both of them have said they're not done wrestling, not by a long shot. Right. They were a team that, you know, everything that happened to them, they'd get success and one would get hurt. Right. And that's the problem, like, there's been too many of those guys that they get pushed too quickly. And I mean, to their credit, you know, they were not rushed True. to tag titles. True. They, they, I mean, they, they did some great, great work in NXT for a while before, you know, any, any moving over to a different brand or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but they were not rushed when they were on the main roster either. They were allowed to earn it, but that's very true. I mean, they and I mean a number of other wrestlers too, past, present, and future, would always get that push and get hurt as soon as they were given a strap. Right. And so now to see Razar going out and doing this, now you gotta wonder if Acom's a partner, if they're gonna be coming in, if they're going to be maybe bringing back their former manager. Right. Or maybe um <laughs> Maybe his daughter, as she is a free agent. That's true. That is true. I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. All of those are good questions that we really are not going to have very much answers for right now. Um, the post that I'm seeing was from May 7th. So only a few days ago, yeah. this actually came out about the trademarks that are being filed. So... Um, I'm sure in some capacity, Akim is going to be there, whether it is uh, as performer or, you know, whatever. I don't believe that he, he actually has any stake in the company. I believe that from what I am seeing, everything is only done by uh, Ziam Salmani Razar. Yeah, that's it. Wow. So he is starting that promotion. But um, then you've got to look as well. And I mean, another question is, you know, now we're seeing that the forbidden door is semi be is being opened and 
essentially kicked open, kicked down between AEW and New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, and you've got all those four now are all intertwined. Right. With Razor's WES, I'm wondering if maybe there's a little bit of uh, CYN influence in there as well. I don't know. With some EC3 and some Adam Schur. Right? Yeah, I don't know. There might be a little bit of a control your narrative influence in there. I doubt it, though. I doubt it. I think that this is really something that he's just doing on his own. Kind of like Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Who is, as well, looking to start a promotion. Yes. There are promotions everywhere now, it seems. Everyone is getting into the game of promotions. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., again, is another one who is actually put out there on his social medias, whether it be uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, that this is a thing that is happening. We've I've discussed this a little while back about the possibility of this happening. Well, it definitely will be happening, but it's going to be something that is uh, about a year and a half, uh, one year to a year and a half out. Um, yes, yes. So, and I actually have a little more information from Freddie Prinze Jr. and his what he's released. Mm-hmm. And he has the money to sustain the company for three years. Yes. And he wants it done under the Screen Actors Guild. He wants it as a SAG show, which essentially gives the wrestlers the union. Right. (laughs) And all the power to him. Right. Thank you, Freddie. It's, it's, It's very interesting that things have gone that way. We've definitely talked about, uh, you know, a wrestler's union before and how difficult it would be to have one. But this is a very easy and simple way to be able to get a union involved, especially from the Screen Actors Guild. That is... That's huge. You see, I don't really think it's that hard. I know like you've run into the issues in California, especially for WWE with that one politician calling them out (laughs) because the wrestlers are still listed as independent contractors. Yes. Under exclusive contract. Right. I mean, I realize like if they're independent contractors, they should be able to go and work for, WWE on Monday, go to AEW on Wednesday, go to Impact on Thursday. Right? They should be able to. Should. Technically. I mean, and but then you look at, you get all of these bloated rosters. And it doesn't matter where it is. Like, every company has run into that issue. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, you go back to WCW. Over bloated roster and 80% of them were sitting in catering because it was the NWO, DDP, Lex Luger, and Sting. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. 
And so actually I'm going to touch on the releases that have happened over the last number of years. Okay. And every six months. And I take a look at WWE and everybody out there is sitting there thinking, okay, what a bullshit excuse for budget cuts. No, what they're realizing is they are hitting that overloaded roster, even with three brands. True. And And it has been, It, it has definitely been bloated. And you're still only featuring the same 20 to 30 guys on each show. Right. Oh. Uh, but then you get a company like AEW who has come in and essentially picked the bones for those people. I know some of them have gone to MLW and now AEW is going to wind up in the same problem of a bloated roster. They already are. Yeah. <laughs> they all. So that's are. where, I mean, and I can appreciate Tony Khan buying ring of honor, but make ring of honor an exclusive brand. Let Samoa Joe be there. Let Jay Lethal be there. Let Jonathan Gresham be there. Right. Don't keep running them back and forth. Yes, when you do the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, sure, because you had that Ring of Honor New Japan G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden. That's true. That's true. So... We're gonna we're actually gonna talk a little bit about AEW. We're gonna talk about Forbidden Door as well. But I need to have a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper. And while I do that, take a look at this little commercial for my friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. My name's Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think it couldn't get any better than this, but you'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane. What was I paying for your butt? Well, so do I at OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too! OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. Ah. 
That's right. It is insane. $4.99 a month for the OVWnetwork.com. I play that commercial every once in a while because I still want to show support for my good friend Al Snow and his company, OVW. You want some great professional wrestling? Obviously, go and check out OVW. And if you're looking for some amazing merchandise from creator Al Snow as well, go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Thank you to those who have gone there and made a purchase. I do see when people make a purchase. It doesn't tell me who. It just tells me that something sold using my promo code JKPODCAST. That gets you 10% off your entire purchase over at collarandelbowbrand.com. So thank you to all of those who have done so and supported Collar and Elbow Brand because in the same turn, you're helping to support me as well because I do get a little bit of a kickback from that full transparency for you. So thank you very much. Go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Use that promo code JKPODCAST. Moving in to AEW and the Forbidden Door. So I don't know if you saw these reports come out, but apparently there were reports that came out that talked about AEW's Dynamite having the lowest numbers in history since its inception for, I believe it was this past or maybe the week before's Dynamite that happened. Okay. So people are saying already, oh, this is the downfall. You can already see the slope is sliding. This is the downturn uh, for AEW. This is this is where the numbers are going to start dropping off and we're going to start seeing less and less every week and all of this bullshit. Okay. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it bullshit. Okay. So you got to take a look at what's happening in the world right now okay so pandemic stop is, is pretty much gone okay nobody's talking about that really anymore but what are they talking about they're talking about uh, a possible war that is happening uh, you know possibility of a a uh, another world war yeah um, they're talking about johnny depp and amber heard they're talking about oh what's 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 happening right now in hockey the playoffs the stanley cup playoffs Wow. Oh my God. There are playoffs happening right now. As well as in the NBA. The baseball season just started. Wow. Like, guess what? Monday Night Raw goes up against Monday Night Football from September until February. And we see those numbers slightly decline every year. So it's absolute bullshit that people are saying, oh, this is this is the downfall, blah, blah, blah. This is what's going to happen. No, no, it's not. You got to understand that even people who are professional wrestling fans, even people who are hardcore professional wrestling fans, such as myself, have other interests as well. Yes. The hockey playoffs right now, I don't care about because the Detroit Red Wings are not in there. Yes, I have always been a fan of the Detroit Red Wings before their back-to-back win. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. I'm, not, oh, no, I'm I... not somebody who jumped on bandwagons here. No. I'm somebody who was a fan before, right? But I'm getting slowly a little bit more into baseball. Um yeah. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of football as well. I, I like the Baltimore Ravens. That's my team. I, I, I just picked a team to go with, and they seemed really cool. So I went with the Baltimore Ravens. So when football's season is around, I try to watch some football as well. I love music. I love heavy metal rock music. So Korn just came out with a new album that I've been listening to. Fozzie just came out with a new album. Hailstorm just came out with a new album. My attention has been over there. Yeah. You know, so my my attention for for different things has been taking me elsewhere, especially when it comes to music. Every Saturday as, as at 7:30, hold, hold on a second. Every Saturday at 7:30, go and check out here on this Twitch channel, lovewrestling.ca for beats and beatdowns with Bobby Munson and myself as we talk about the influences of music in professional wrestling. And then Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., you can find it on Turnbuckle Studios, my YouTube channel. So th- my attention goes goes to other things as well, right? So absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, we got to hit JPJ's comments here quick. I don't know if you actually see those uh, on on your screen there, Dan, but yeah. here it is for you. JPJ says, "Last night I was watching the Celtics over Raw, hands down. The Celtics winning the ship." I said what I said. <laughs> oh, JPJ, I love you. But you, you see, case in point right there, right? Like JPJ is somebody, his his Twitch name is JPJ Loves Wrestling. Yeah. But he was watching the NBA yeah. in, instead of Raw, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, as you can see behind me, I've got a Toronto Maple Leaf blanket. <laughs> right? And... Admittedly, I'm getting ready for game five tonight following the show. Exactly. It's going to preempt NXT 2.0. Right? So just because AEW's numbers for Dynamite were on the lowest of low that they have ever been does not mean that the company is in any bad way, shape, or form. How I know this is because of Forbidden Door. Yeah. So I mean, we we really have not seen what is going to be happening. Who is going to even be there? Like nothing, nothing really about Forbidden Door yet. Okay, yeah. yet. But it sold out in minutes. Yeah. The show sold out. An AEW show, you were just bitching about AEW's numbers on Dynamite. They just sold out a show. Before you go, okay, so Ed says, uh, but these things have happened in the past few years. AEW has been around too, and the numbers are still incredibly fluctuating. You're right, Ed. They definitely are. Because they're still a young company. So, of course, the numbers are going to still fluctuate. Raw's numbers fluctuate. SmackDown's fluctuates. All of them fluctuate. They definitely do. JPJ says, I'll be watching the Bruins in game five tonight as well. There you go. I'll t- I'm going to send this one out. I got to say go Canes on that one just because I am a Leafs fan. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh. Ah, oh, geez, that's uh, that took a lot out of me here. That's um, but I mean, and then I mean, oh. on top of that, I mean, you and I are 
and I'm sure a lot of these other people that are listening right now are parents. And, right. you know, we have times with our families, times with our kids, and times that we're alone. And it's, you don't want to turn on the wrestling because you just want the quiet. Right. As you mentioned, the music, True. I actually just got back. I went Friday night to go and see Black Label Society and Nita Strauss. Right. Right. Like we all need that time. We all need that time. Ed, Ed coming in with a very good and valid question here. But does the AEW sellout have to do with AEW or with the fact that we are going to be seeing top tier New Japan pro wrestling talent on American soil. So I will say that yes, New Japan has a bit to do with it. It does. Okay. It does. But you can still see New Japan top tier new japan talent on american soil from other companies yeah so it's Look, it's I, not as though like that's that's the be all end all is because no. now they're pairing with AEW and yeah. we get to see top tier on american soil so it definitely it is it is just as jpj says it is both okay um yeah i mean you look back okada was in impact with Samoa Joe. Right. I I realized that the experience that impact gave him turned him off of competing for a major company like WWE or AEW. Then you take a look at a guy like Kenta who came in, made a couple of sporadic appearances in AEW, but where's he been? You look at a guy like Tomohiro Ishii. There is a guy that has come over and he has been making the rounds and doing a hell of a job wherever he's gone. I mean, the, that match that he just had with Josh Alexander on Saturday night. Right. Under siege. Yep. <laughs> I got to put this one up here for you, Dan. Okay. Ed saying, I liked one man dynamic until that support for the Canes. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so, I mean, with that, yes, New Japan does have a, uh, does kind of play a factor into that. But again, we're coming to another pay-per-view or another event where we really know none of the matches that are going to be happening. We don't know what stars are going to be there. We don't know the talent that's going to be involved with this, but it's still sold out. Yeah. So I think, I think it's just a, a matter of life. People have other things that they're doing. People yeah. have other interests that they are taking part of. That's really all it boils down to people. So don't think too much into that stuff. When you see numbers that are fluctuating because numbers fluctuate all over the place, whether it is McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Jägermeister, uh, Budweiser, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, tennis, soccer, whatever it yeah. is, race cars, yeah. even like it doesn't matter what it is. The numbers, numbers always fluctuate. Absolutely. It, it just, happens. you can't take in everything all the time. You can't. 
You definitely can't. Something that I did take in, though, that I was very, very happy about, you kind of touched on it a little bit there with uh, uh, talking about Josh Alexander, right? Um, That Impact Under Siege pay-per-view that happened, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I, okay, I've been a fan of Impact Wrestling really since the beginning days, um, yeah. since NWA TNA, okay? I've, I've been a fan of it since then. Um, <laughs> welcome Raiders. Thank you. Yes. All of you that have come in as Raiders. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Make sure that you're, you know, following the channel so that anytime that we go live here with love wrestling, you are part of it as well. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's this program, turnbuckle talk, uh, any, any of the programs. Any of them, Power Out, NXT, uh, Between Two Beards, uh, Major Love Wrestling. There's so much great content that's here over on Love Wrestling's Twitch channel. So make sure that you follow us so that you can be informed anytime, anytime. Sledge, thank you so much for that. I do see Queen Vampira saying that Sledge sent you over. Sledge, thank you very much. So good. And then Ed here saying, Sledge, hope you had a great stream. Looking forward to seeing you in the ring again soon. Astrid, yes, oh, Raid. And then uh, Mr. Hole in One is a boy. Big up wrestling. Thank you so much to everybody. I really do appreciate all of you. Again, make sure that you're following us here at Love Wrestling. We go live all the freaking time, so you don't want to miss any of it. Just like I didn't want to miss Under Siege from Impact Wrestling. I didn't get to see it live. I was I was working. I didn't get to see it live. But um, I did watch it the next day. So it was absolutely fantastic to see that sledge telling you, Ed, you never know where I will pop up. That's a pro wrestler. That's a pro wrestler. Astrid saying I missed it. I got to catch up on it. Please do, Astrid. It was it was fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm going to give a couple little spoilers here um, because these were some of the big notable things that, that I took away from it. Um, two returns that happened at Under Siege and new champion at Under Siege as well. So I did not get to see the whole Under Siege pay-per-view. Okay. I was busy being a dad. Right. And right. I was doing a couple other things afterwards. And uh, so then it dawned on me at, I think, about 9.30 that, oh, I've got impact. Right? <laughs> no, it ha- again, that's life. It yeah, happens. so I flipped over to the live events in my TV guide. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Oh, I got to get through some of these comments here before I continue on. This is fantastic here. Um, Astrid, we we had we had already gone over that, said that I missed it, but I got to catch up on it. But Astrid did see one of the returns, saw a clip of Mia Yim returning, which she loved. And by God, I did too. Yes. It was very quick. It was very simple, but it made an impact, no pun intended, with me at least. 
I enjoyed the way that it happened and what they did with it. I was fine with that. I did see the clip online the next day. Okay. After, of course, having seen the spoilers. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting her to come back out as Jade, although that part does right. disappoint me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with the Mia Yim. Right. She's sticking with her name. Yeah. Um, What I found odd was then she came out dancing and she had... One sec. Queen Vampers, thank you so much. You're heading out. We're going to have a great night, and I hope you have a great night as well. Thank you very much for popping in. I appreciate it. Go ahead. So then it's all of a sudden you get the... I'm not sure if it was Dancing Rabbits or if it was the Wyatt family behind her <laughs> or Bad Bunny's dance troupe. Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. Um, it, it, it did it did seem a little odd, but it kind of worked Yeah, for me, right? For me, it definitely kind of worked. Ed saying goodbye to Queen Vampirus. Thank you. And then uh, she's saying bye, everyone. So thank you very much. Thank you, Vampress. Um, so we got to get to this comment here as well. JPJ saying that Impact is low-key becoming the most consistent wrestling program on television. Now, I've I've had this discussion with, uh, with Big Joe, Mighty Joe, Corporate Joe, whatever the hell you want to call him now. Uh, we've had this discussion off-air many times where he has even said, Oh, impact's going under. Oh, you know, impact's not doing very much. I don't think it's going to last much longer, blah, blah, blah. And I have always, always had faith in impact yep. wrestling. And uh, I'm so happy 20 years. So I'm so happy yes. about that, which is absolutely fantastic. I have been, I mean, not probably not quite as long as you, but I'm probably at around about the 15 year mark of watching impact. Right. And, 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 Ed saying that JPJ is 100% right, and I'm going to say it as well. Yeah, uh, I, it is low-key becoming the most consistent wrestling program on television. I remember there was a time we actually, you, me, and Joe, were having this discussion on Turnbuckle Talk. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. I, was, I remember sitting there saying, I will take impact hands down over Raw or SmackDown eight days a week. Right. And that, that was when they had Galloway and Drew Galloway at the time. <laughs> right. Drew McIntyre now for those that, that don't don't And know. Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley, known as now, for those who don't know. Um, and I mean, and that was a time with they had the phenomenal AJ Styles. They had Samoa Joe in their roster. Robert Rude. Robert Rude, James Storm, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian. They've had a right. roster that can match up to anybody. They definitely have. <coughs> they definitely have. And and it's amazing to see that, that, yes, even though that a number of these stars, and yes, 100% legitimate, bona fide stars, have maybe left Impact Wrestling and gone to different places like AEW, um, you know, WWE, or any of the other companies, there's still stars that are there. You just you just got to watch the programming to see them. They are I mean, still the cornerstones, the foundation, the the pillars of impact. 
Now, right. and yes, Impact had their issues with payment problems under Dixie Carter. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you had whoever it was took over after that. And then Anthem goes in and buys it. And Anthem is doing it right. And I know that in yeah. Anthem has bought Access TV in the U.S. from Mark Cuban. Yes. Although he is still, I believe, a minority partner in that. Right. So Anthem has invested. Now, would I like to see Impact become a Canadian company being owned by Anthem? Absolutely. I would like to see what I... I can understand why they're keeping their base in Nashville. And that's just the history. Right. I mean, history and financials. Yeah. Would I like to see it become a Canadian company? Sure. You, cause you have that tie in with Scott Demore in border city. Right. Just your average gen popped in as well. Thank you so much for doing that. I really do appreciate you. Um, this here, Mr. Holman one saying impact has such a stacked roster right now. hundred yes. percent. They do 100%. And then, uh, yeah, ward games. I mean, knockout division is better than the WWE's always has been. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would yes. Agree with that and disagree with that too. I mean, they're not on the same level. They definitely are not. But I, the knockouts division is freaking amazing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. 100% it is. I don't know if it's better than the WWE's. I can see how people would, would, would come to that conclusion, especially with how the women are used and showcased on impact wrestling as opposed to how they're used and, and showcased on the wwe 100 do they get used better yes yes 100 i i agree with that definitely i do so in that that respect yes they are better than the wwe so in a roundabout way yes <laughs> i'm not disagreeing i'm not agreeing i'm saying that uh we're both right in this situation. They were, I am going to say this. They were always, their women, their knockouts division was always given more time to perform. They were given the first main event. They were given the first cage match. Then you saw the give divas a chance hashtag a few years ago that led to the evolution right. that has led to the women main eventing WrestleMania getting an elimination chamber, getting the money in the bank that all started at impact. And yeah. you take a look at some of the names that went to impact from WWE that had better opportunities there. Brooke Adams, AKA Miss Tessmacher. Right. Winter. Yeah. Taryn Terrell. Right. Mia Yim. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for it. <laughs> right? Right? I got to get this one in here too. So Mr. Hole in One is a boy is saying, I think the way they allow the wrestlers to create stories allows for some great moments. Yes. It's very true. 
Yeah. It is very, very true. Yeah. Astrid coming in saying, uh, totally before the women's revolution in WWE, Impact had the women doing so much more. You're right, Astrid. They were. And that's exactly what Dan was saying, what OMD was saying. You know, like that's that's 100% it. Uh, before all this women's revolution stuff, Impact was already doing that. And it's fantastic to be able to, to say that, at least for myself, that I was able to witness that. I have been able to live in a generation where I was able to witness the transition from, you know, the women working in impact wrestling and getting great things and being able to do so much more to them having an influence on yeah. the WWE enough to the point that we have gotten to where things have been for the women in the WWE. And, I mean, let's be honest, even going back to, yes, yes, Gail Kim. Yeah. Gail Kim herself, let's, yeah. Let's go back to, actually, let's talk about evolution here at that moment. Impact was having women's pay-per-views, a.k.a. Knockouts Knockdown, a right? year or two before. <laughs> right? Yes, oh, and God. actually, Carl and I, Astrid, we had the chance to go and see Victoria Tara face, actually, Carl's favorite knockout, the lovely Velvet Sky. Yes. I believe that was a tag match, was it not? I believe it was, yeah. In Grand Rapids at an Impact House show where we were front row. And then Astrid even saying that she loved going to the tapings due to that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, because the women had so much of a showcase. Matt Ward yes. games saying Gail Kim versus Taryn last women standing match. Yes. By God, yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Yep. And Astrid, you were so right. Astrid says that she has met her before, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Victoria or Tara, and she is so sweet. She, okay, so if you look behind me on my, my wall, I've got the poster from the Rock and Wrestling Rager. Um, part two that I was on, Victoria was part of that, or Tara was part of that. She makes you feel like you are friends and you're seeing each other again after a while of not seeing each other. So oh, wow. I went to go, go see her at one of the autograph signings, I actually got her to autograph this, this, uh, this poster here. And she was like, Hey, it's so great to see you. Come on over. Give me a hug. And like, she really made you feel like you were friends and like you were seeing each other again. And she was excited for it and it was absolutely fantastic it blew my mind because i've met a lot of other people too a lot of other different celebrities who have just been like oh yeah picture okay come on over uh all right thanks 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 for watching see ya and, i mean i'm gonna touch on that like we had the opportunity to meet tara at in grand rapids and i can't yes. remember if we actually did or if we I don't want to say passed on it or if we missed it to go and get in the line for the Hebners, Earl and Brian. Um, I'm not sure. I think, I think I have her signing that book as well. My book. Um, so I believe I can't remember now. 
I can't I, remember. I know 100%. 100%. I was in line for Velvet Sky. Yes. Definitely. I was in line for Velvet Sky. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've got the Hebner's autographs in there as well. So I definitely yep. know that we saw them. And I'm pretty sure uh, Tara is in that booklet as well. So. Yeah. Ed with a great point here too. Ed is saying NXT is doing great work making women's wrestling feel important and being booked in so many different uh, facets at the same time with great in-ring product, comedy segments, great character work, and so much more in a weekly basis. You're right, Ed. Yeah, You're right. And it's fantastic to be able to see that. I, I'm I'm thrilled. Like I started out this program with the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. I'm super excited for it. It's actually going to give me a little bit of a great reason to watch NXT because yeah. I, again, I it's something that I've been kind of slacking on lately. And, and I mean, again, I I got to say this. I mean, now you're getting the Women's NXT Breakout Tournament. You've had the NXT Women's Dusty Cup. Right. right, which has come to the forefront. I want to say this. It is fantastic. As in the year 2022, we can sit here and say, when is the last time we saw a bra and panties match on television or a pillow fight or diva dodgeball or. Yeah. It's fantastic right. that it's not just being sexualized for the sake of sexualizing and objectifying these women and throwing them in the ring for a four minute match. Now they're being given, I still don't want to say they're being given a whole lot of time, but I mean, now you're getting them seven to 10, maybe 12 minutes. Yep. For a match to showcase what they <laughs> can do. But if we're going to touch on like wh where I think impact excels and AEW excels to this point. Mr. Yes. Olin one says, hopefully never again. Yes. Uh, talking about the brawn panties and stuff like that as well. So, and then Ed, given the point up to that comment. Yeah. 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 Please. Yeah. So where I think AEW and impact excel compared to WWE is they let their talent tell the story. It's yes. not, given to them and overproduced ring of honor was by far the best at that. I loved right. some of the classic ring of honor matches because you didn't have to sit there and watch the heel dominate the baby face for five, six minutes to see five moves of doom. <laughs> and no, that's not just a John Cena reference because nope. you got way too many wrestlers <laughs> before Cena who had five moves of doom. Oh yeah. It's very true. It is. So very when you true. let the wrestlers tell the story and don't overproduce the show with way too much pyro and mic time. And right. I want to get back to the days where the, where the promos were done backstage in a quick 30 second little thing. Yeah. Or you get the little vignette in the corner where the wrestler is talking and right. I mean, I noticed actually last night on Raw, and I tuned in late, yeah. they did an interview with Theory. And you know what they brought out? They had Kevin Patrick standing on a stage at the top of the entrance ramp. 
and theory came out there. Who'd have thunk that such a simple thing would bring right? back so much, so much nostalgia, right? Like classic days. Yeah. Taking it back to classic days. Yeah. But you that's know, something that the NWA has been doing for a while now and have been doing very well at it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Holland one is a boy says Taz promo with the towel on his head. Those were definitely amazing. Classic to see very quick, straight shot to the point yeah. done. Amazing stuff yeah. there. Definitely. It was, you don't need 15 minutes every hour for promo segments that are going to be interrupted by two, three, four people and lose an hour and a half of your show. Right. What we're going to do right now is we're going to we're going to waste 45 seconds. No, it's not so much of a waste, but we're going to take 45 seconds out of this show. Come back. We just got two more quick little points to get to before we end out the broadcast today. But I want everybody to go and check this out. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beat Downs. And Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The shop is back open. Thank you to everyone who has gone there and taken a look and even made a purchase already. I really do appreciate that. Again, that's another little thing where the any of the proceeds do come back to me um, to help with this because, yes, it costs for production it costs for uh you know the platforms to be able to put everything onto so i appreciate any of the support that is given thank you so much i am actually wearing the turnbuckle talk shirt from there i also have the f the remsburg shirt and the beats and beatdowns shirt as well so go and check that out carlcarafel.redbubble.com Astrid says, I love discussing women's wrestling. As you can tell, it's awesome to see being showcased. Well, for you, Astrid, I will go into this next quick topic. Again, these last two are just quick little mentions that I want to throw out there. And then uh, Dan, OMD, we can we can just discuss them, uh, you know, quickly because we're already going on an hour and a half here. This is one of the longer broadcasts that I have done. But this conversation has been amazing and it's it because has. of all of you. So I thank you. For you, Astrid. Sasha Banks. I don't know how much of a fan of Sasha Banks you are. But Sasha Banks is kind of cool, okay? What's even cooler than cool is cold. And Cold as Balls is a show that Kevin Hart has that Sasha Banks is going to be a part of coming up. 
Don't know exactly when this is going to be happening, but we do know that on the new season of the show, Cold as Balls, with Kevin Hart, Sasha Banks is going to be part of that program. I think that's really cool. The other thing that's happening in television, Astrid says she's pretty cool. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. <laughs> Something else that's happening in television outside of wrestling promotions is a show. One of one of my favorite shows that I, that I enjoy watching is called Bar Rescue with John Taffer. Yes. Well, to my understanding, this has already aired. But there is an episode of Bar Rescue that has Adam Cole and Britt Baker on the show. So I am loving that we are getting to see professional wrestlers outside of the professional wrestling ring. Sorry. Yes, you were you were right. I'm sorry, Mr. Holden. One is a boy. Britt Baker, DMD, yes, was on Bar Rescue. Sasha Banks being part of Cold as Balls, which, okay, Cold as Balls maybe isn't something that's on like national television, but you can generally find it on, on the tube of views. Um, you know, you can go to YouTube, you can search it up, and I'm sure it's going to be there somewhere in some capacity. Bar Rescue is a pretty big show that's showcased out there and i'm loving seeing these wrestlers these performers going and doing other shows which of course they're going to mention you know that sasha banks is part of the wwe that she's a wrestler and i'm sure that on bar rescue they mentioned that they're going to be uh, uh talking about them as you know wrestlers from aew Right. So it's really cool to see Astrid says Sasha has been making a few appearances with the tag team championship, which is super cool too. You're right. It is. And, yeah. and that's something that, that Dan, you and I had mentioned just earlier about going back to, you know, the classic stuff that was classic Yeah, where you would get someone going with their championship onto like, a talk show, whether it was, you know, Dave Letterman, Johnny Carson, whether it's, yeah. you know, any of these, these, these talk shows, they would go on there to promote them and the company that they're yeah. working for. What do you think about, uh, about this, about wrestlers going and doing other shows? I love it. I mean, as you just brought up, actually, I, I saw the same ad about Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD doing bar rescue. Right. Um, and I love the show myself. It aired Sunday night during Backlash. Okay. Okay. So it was sort of okay. And I didn't find out until Monday. Uh, well, but, I'm sure it's going to be out there to see somewhere. I mean, one of, I'm sure my guess is, is that he used them as his recon. Probably. Because right. I believe, and I mean, but Maria Menounos is one of John Taffer's biggest scouts. And look at her yeah. history in wrestling. They've had other wrestlers. He's had Chuck Liddell from the UFC as a recon. Right. He's had T-Pain, the rapper. He's had players from the Los Angeles Rams, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
right? He, he gets celebrities all the time, whether it's, uh, you know, football, uh, hockey. Um, I just, I was watching one, um, the last night, um, and there were a couple of hockey players from the, uh, golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, that were, that were on the show as well. So, and then he's got another show out too, that came out and I can't remember what channel it was on, but it was him and Robert Irvine doing competing to see who could build, fix the restaurant the fastest. And Robert Irvine is the husband of the legendary Gail Kim. Yep. Right. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. And I'm, I'm happy about it. I love seeing these, these performers being able to go and work other things and do other things because not only does it, it help the brand that they're working with, whether, you know, it does, it helps the company that they're working with, but as well, like Mr. Hole in one here says, gives the title or the, the championship or the belt or whatever you want to call it. It gives it a little bit of prestige as well. Absolutely. It does being able to take that and go on to a talk show or being able to take that and go somewhere that it's going to be publicly seen by millions and and millions of people worldwide. Yeah. Come on. There's that. But I mean, then you take a look too. And I mean, you get these meet and greets and the guys who you love to boo. And they are the nicest guys in the world. <laughs> right. Case in point, And I'm going to go with the one name that most people are probably not going to expect. Nicest professional wrestler I have ever met is the Miz. Right. The Miz. Yeah. Hands down. Now, I mean, I got to meet him. I mean, I know you know this. I met him at WrestleMania 23 during an autograph and photo session. Yes. And just fantastic to talk to him, Morrison. Carlito was cool. Pardon the pun. (laughs) Um, But then a number of years ago, a friend of mine and I took his son to his first wrestling show in Hamilton. And we were having dinner at Swiss Chalet. Okay. And I look outside and walking by is the Miz and Maurice and their best buddy, Matt Cardona. Nice. So I said, Jordan, come on. And I took him outside and I, you know, I politely interrupted them doing the Canadian thing. Right. <laughs> I said, Would you mind, you know, signing an autograph? This is this kid's first wrestling show. Ms. Maurice and Zach at the time were all more than happy to do it. They loved it. Oh, yeah. He loved it. And I mean, it made this 10 year old kid's night. Even though, you know, yes, you got to go out there and boo them after. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that comes down to professionalism. Yeah. Right. Because they know who who's not necessarily made them, but they they know and they understand that it's because of this fan that's booing me that I continue to be showcased and is the reason why that I continue to be in the position that I'm in. Ed, you are correct. Carlito was Caribbean. Cool. Yes. Or Caribbean. Cool. However you want to say it. I don't give a shit. (laughs) <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Mr. Holin one saying belt collector Cardona. Yeah. I even talked about that on, uh, I think 
three right. or four shows ago, I talked about uh, him collecting all those belts too. That that's that's awesome. The problem is, is and I'm gonna go with this one is how many different wrestlers have held the belt collector gimmick over the years. The three right. that I can name right off the top of my head: Austin Aries, Kenny Omega, and now Cardona. Right. <laughs> well. I guess we'll have to take a look and see who the ultimate belt collector is uh, and take a look and see how many championships they all held at the same time. Yes. Right. And I think Cardona sits at, I'm going to say six because he claims the seventh as the, uh, the, the internet championship as the seventh. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to include that. Liger, Omega, Aries, Okada. Yes, that's right. Okada as well. And Matt Cardona. So, yeah, a lot of them have, have claimed that moniker. And, yeah, Mr. Holman one agrees. Uh, it doesn't count. The Internet Championship doesn't count. So, six, not seven. Um, yeah, because I, 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 don't, I don't think that it's, no, definitely not. I mean, if you want to go back to the belt collector, let's go back to Kurt Angle in Impact when he held the world title, the X Division title, the tag titles, and I believe the knockouts title all in one night. I believe so. Yep. <laughs> I believe you are correct. Oh, yes. And Matt Ward Games says Ultimo Dragon okay. is the original belt collector. I do not disagree with that nope. at all. Not at all. Dan, this has been absolutely amazing. We are over an hour and a half now. Thank you so much for popping in, coming in. I know that it was a little bit of an issue getting you uh, in there, but uh, I'm glad that things worked out on your end on the computer. Thank you so Thanks. much for doing that. Stick around after the show. We can uh, we can talk for a couple minutes afterwards, but we are going to end out the show today. Again, I say thank you to everyone who has been here and continues to come by every week as I do this show. I absolutely, uh, Ed says he meant Ultimo Dragon, not Liger. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Um, okay. So Mr. Holen one is says, what time do you guys normally stream? So here on love wrestling, we have multiple shows that happen this one is my show turnbuckle talk normally it is a single person show normally it's just me but i got a hold of my good friend omd and said hey you work it you want to come on the show tonight how about you come on because him and i actually had tag teamed for a little bit when i when we were wrestling and we were talking some uh tag team stuff tonight so we i actually, wanted to make sure that i brought somebody on actually if we want to do that let's be honest we made our in-ring debut together <laughs> yes as part of a three-on-one gauntlet match yep for the well now defunct superior wrestling alliance title yes and i mean we were greener than green yeah getting dropped by the wrong guys on another team that was greener than green yeah, it was it was a cluster. It definitely was. Yeah. 
but we both grew from that and I went on to win championships, which was fantastic in, in a number of different companies. So I'm very thankful for my time that I had there and even starting with my good friend, OMD. Um, but for this show, Turnbuckle Talk, like I said, normally it is a uh, just me. Normally it's just me uh, coming in here doing kind of like a radio uh, talk show type of situation podcast. Uh, I normally go Tuesdays at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What I want you to do uh, is go to lovewrestling.ca. All the information about the shows is available there. There's a, a number of different shows. Follow Love Wrestling, Love Wrestling CA on all the social medias. Every week we put out a graphic that actually shows what show is coming on, um, on what day. So it's all available there for you as well. But even tonight, um, we at 10 p.m., we have got... Uh, power out and nxt that is happening tomorrow wednesday you're going to have the all elite sidecast so that is during all elite wrestling's broadcast we do a sidecast as well not not me sometimes i'm on um i have an open invitation which is fantastic uh thursdays there's between two beards uh fridays there's shows saturdays there's um uh, sometimes streams that happen there where uh, th they're just playing games, right? So d different games that they're they're that, that they're doing. Um, beats and beatdowns is on Saturdays, Sundays, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, no, like brunch, brunch time. It's it's actually called Sunday brunch. That's the show. So there's a plethora of different shows that are available from Love Wrestling. So just follow the Twitch channel. Make sure that you got the notifications on so that anytime that uh, Love Wrestling goes live, you'll get that notification. And then you'll be able to pop in and take a look. So uh, thank you again to everyone. So many different areas for you to go to to get your wrestling content. But I'm so thankful and happy that you came here for your wrestling content. I'm going to work out what time I'm from the UK. Awesome. No, I, I appreciate that because I'm not sure what the UK times would be either, but UK is about five hours ahead of us. Okay. So it's about like, if you go live on Tuesdays at 6 5 PM, it's about 11 5 PM over there. All right. That's well, the only reason I know that is from trying to make plans with, our dear friend, the one and only Combat Barbie. Ah, uh, yes. Just to arrange video chats and stuff. Yes. Well, Mr. Hole-in-One, I am so happy and thankful that you stayed up for this program here tonight then. Tonight, in your case, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. You see my name there down at the bottom, Carl Carafel. You can follow me on Twitter at my personal Twitter, K Carafel. Or you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TB Talk Pod. Something else that I would love for you to do is go and find Turnbuckle Studios on YouTube. That is my place on YouTube where I put up Turnbuckle Talk as well as Beats and Beatdowns and Carl Carafel Unboxes. Plus, Turnbuckle Rewind. We're looking at maybe bringing back uh, Turnbuckle Rewind about once a month with uh, with Big Joe, Mighty Joe, Corporate Joe, whatever Joe you want to call him. Um, 
Plus the boar's nest with Bubba Duke is available on there as well. And who knows what else could show up on there. I'm in talks with a few people about possibly bringing their programming onto Turnbuckle Studios as well. Mr. Holen One, I'm pretty much in game for that too, saying that, uh, you know, Mr. Holen One says, I'll talk about wrestling at any time. I'm pretty much the same yep. way. So again, thank you to all of you that have joined me. Thank you to you, Dan, for coming in here with me. I really do appreciate it. This has been awesome. And uh, we will definitely have to do that again. But for now, the world is a scary place. So just make sure that you take care of each other.